The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. So we continue leading the conversation on at the talking point. I did say it is quite a busy time here at the Santon Convention Center where the 15th BRICS Summit is taking place. I know we were anticipating to kick off our conversation this hour with the Minister for Agriculture. She's had to make her way off to Pretoria um, for the visit by the Chinese president. We will have the DDG just after the 11.30 news headlines. Some Somebody who, of course, is in the middle of all of this action, logistics, planning. I mean, I don't know if she's had any sleep in the last month or so. Uh, Busi Mabuza is the chairperson of the BRICS Business Council. Ms. Mabuza, good morning to you. Thank you for your time this morning. Thank you for the opportunity, Cathy. I'll get some sleep after this. <laughs> how, would you, how would you describe sort of the last couple of months leading up to this um, summit? I can imagine incredibly stressful not only that you have to deal with the logistics of just having everything that's set up, set up, but you're also dealing with conversations that are sometimes beyond your control. Will the Russian president come here? Won't he come here? You know, the storm, other countries that, you know, that want to be part of BRICS. Um, how, how have you been managing uh, just the entire operation around BRICS? It's been a total roller coaster, Cathy, because... It's at a point when we were trying to close, for example, with the sponsors, then all of a sudden uh, there were news reports that um, the summit may be moved yes. to China. And sponsors were saying, but we don't understand what's happening. Is the Russian president coming or not? Or, you know, what are the risks for the country if President Putin comes? But what has been f fantastic is that we have had a team of very dedicated people. I believe that our, t our colleagues at the DTIC were focused. We wanted to ensure that when the date comes, South Africa is ready. If the date didn't come, then we would have been prepared for when the date comes. So yes, we have spent a lot of energy, a lot of time engaging also with our colleagues because we also needed to open our ears and just understand what the concerns especially of South African business are around are about South African business of course trades across the board mm. we have very important trading partners in the west with important trading partners in the US you know that um, just last month the minister of trade industry and competition laid, led a business delegation to the US to try and ensure that we as, a, as South Africa do not lose out on the AGOA opportunity. Mm. So we had to engage with business, understand their concerns, and also impress upon them that the BRICS is an opportunity that we as a country and we as a continent cannot miss. So it's important that we protect the relationships that we have at the same time, we can't lose the opportunity that is staring us in the face. And I think in many ways, it speaks to the complexity of navigating life for four countries in 2023. I was saying earlier to one of our callers who says, well, one of the biggest risks to BRICS is the fact that South Africa is part of it because he believes that we're in a country that is heavily influenced by the West. And therefore, whatever agenda BRICS has to 
strengthen the relationships among South to South countries that could in fact be jeopardized. But my view is that there are no absolutes when you have to survive in the kind of environment that a multilateral world presents. So you can't say absolutely that I am working with this person, I'm not working with that person. You have to always keep your options open. Especially for a country like ours, uh, Kathy, our economic recovery has not been what we expected. We have unemployment levels that are totally, totally devastating, especially if you look at youth unemployment. So it is important that we understand that yes, we do have uh, very good relationships with um, the legacy partners. They are at the moment very important also because the US, for example, imports from us high value added goods. We as South Africa export motor vehicles to an economy such as the US. So it is important. However, two of the largest high growth economies in the world are in the BRICS block. So in my mind, if you are looking to create jobs, if you are looking to industrialize your economy, if you are calling for business people to come and invest in your economy, rather than take out the raw material, they must come and actually put their plants here and beneficiate and create jobs here. Then you can't ignore an economy that is the second largest in the world. Mm. And this is China. You can't ignore India, which is the fifth or sixth largest economy in the world with um, growth rate post-COVID that is five, six, seven percent. So it is, it is certainly not binary. You, you are absolutely correct. And I believe that business has um, engaged on that basis. Mm. We have opportunities in the West. We have opportunities in the East. We must pursue them. How do you manage it? in the midst of what is and can be a very volatile and fluctuating economic climate. Um, one of the examples that perhaps I'll give to you is when we had the uh, envoy that went to Russia, you know, under the leadership of President Cyril Ramaphosa, one of the issues on the agenda there was opening up trade in as far as the export and import of wheat is concerned, because South Africa, of course, is one of the countries that is also, I think the continent has a, as a whole, including South Africa, have been very severely affected um, by, 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 by some of the, the difficulties, logistical blockages uh, when it comes to that. So how do you ensure that conversations like that don't get lost in the politics of the situation where may take longer to resolve, which may take longer to resolve rather. So business, Kathy, has just been focused on this commercial pie that is in front of us. And we have, first of all, ensured that we give advice to government um, where we see that um, they are missing opportunities to engage with business partners, we give the input, and where we see that they are missing out or, or they, they are formulating policies that could make us lose out on an opportunity of the future, we are also there to give um, that input. Of course, the um, impact of the Russia-Ukraine war, we also felt most um, severely mm. when we didn't have cooking oil. Yeah 
available and all of a sudden the price of cooking oil in the in the shelves was we couldn't recognize was something we couldn't recognize at all so we must feel in south africa higher food security index than our colleagues further north um, in the continent. So we must feel for those colleagues who are still feeling the impact of the lack of availability of wheat, which is a staple food mm. in, in their um, diet. In terms of wanting to resolve that, of course, we um, continue to support government in their endeavors to um, uh, bring the leaders onto the table so that the supply chains are opened up once again. But now we are in conversation, especially through the African Union's um, Common African Agri-Parks, that will look at the opportunity to start cultivating our own food in right. the continent. We're a net importer substantially, whereas we have arable land, we have youthful population All that right. could work. Ms. Mabuza will continue the conversation shortly. We're talking to the BRICS Council Chairperson Busi Mabuza. It's time for your 11.30 news headlines. SAFM Primetime all day long. We're leading the conversation on the talking point. Busi Mabuza is the BRICS Business Council chairperson, really at the forefront of much of the organization that you're seeing around BRICS. I've been seeing her on the stage since yesterday, signing agreements, taking pictures. And as you can hear, it's been, you know, a very busy time behind the scenes. So one of the questions, Ms. Mabuza, that we're getting from our listeners is we see the organization, you know, we see South Africa being able to pull off yet again hosting big global events. But what does it mean for the ordinary South African? Why should they care about the fact that BRICS is being held here? What's in it for them? So I'm hoping that the tourism sector in Gauteng is feeling the impact almost immediately. We've had to organize logistics, uh, people being moved from hotel to meeting venue, and uh, we had catering, we were at Galaga Estate from Saturday morning, very early in the morning, so there was catering there. So the tourism sector is uh, quite an obvious one. However, in terms of the other sectors, Kathy, the agricultural sector very strongly represented, especially from South Africa's side, you have in the BRICS formation, um, some of the largest food exporters into the world and these are the the BRICS nations um, so we have been in conversation about the opportunity to make sure that there is more fertilizer that is available for the African continent I suspect that our small um, smallhold farmers suffer the same fate as the farmers um, further up north in the continent where you find that the utilization of fertilizer is much lower and therefore the yields are not what they should be. Those are the levels of engagements that we are having. We're having engagements on energy supply and our partners are ready to come and help us resolve the energy supply situation. Mm -hmm. The constraints are not just in South Africa. They are in the rest of the continent. And without energy, you can't enable industrialization. 
So these are the conversations that are on the ground. Finally, and most importantly, skills development is an area that we also have been in discussions um, about. And we have a challenge, a skills challenge, actually, that South Africa will be hosting as part of mm -hmm. our chairship of BRICS um, next month here in Gauteng because we are looking at opportunities of skills of the future mm. with a youthful population that we have, with the technology that we see in our BRIC partner countries. We want to ensure that we have the impact in terms of the skills sure. that the young people in our country are able to access. So, Ms. Mabuza, my final question to you then. What is the one thing that you, as the chairperson of the BRICS Business Council, will be looking at in terms of the summit when, when it's done on the 24th? What is the one thing that is a sign of accomplishment that will say, we have had a successful conference because this has happened? What is that one thing that you need to see happening? Trade, 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 Cathy. Uh, we want to trade with our BRIC partners and we want to uh, start abating the trade of raw minerals. We want to trade the high quality uh, fruit and food stuffs that we produce here in the country and in the continent. We also want to add value to our minerals here on the continent and trade with them. They shouldn't be um, taking raw ores and um, creating electro electric vehicle batteries and selling them back to us. We want to see their plants here in the country. Finally, financing all of this industrialization that we'd like to see, the infrastructure development that we'd like to see. And I know already that there are businesses that have signed MOUs and one of them I was standing with yesterday mm -hmm. in terms of ensuring that there is financing available that is accessible to the ordinary people in the in the country and the continent. All right, Busi Mabuza, we'll leave it there. Hopefully we'll have the opportunity to engage her once the three days of the conference uh, concludes its work. Thank you so much for coming on board and being part of the conversation. So you heard then sort of the expectations, at least from the BRICS Business Council chairperson of this particular summit.